welcome to our podcast. It's our very first podcast that me and Connor have done together, um, and it's all about rugby. So, um, I'll start off by just telling you a bit about myself. I'm a scrum half, winger, and fullback here in Birmingham. I play for Old Edwardians Shirley, um, because there's multiple Old Edwardians here in Birmingham. So, Connor, over to you. Uh, I'm a winger. I play for Tom Jones Rugby Club. That's about it. Brilliant, brilliant. So today we're going to discuss a bit about the Six Nations because it's round four coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about the Welsh controversy, how France is on a hot streak, a bit about Italy and a bit about our own teams. I'm a massive Ireland supporter and Connor is a major England fan, so we're going to talk about that as well. And a couple of players who are back, in in, back from injury in their clubs. So let's start then. Um, Kind of, I know you are very angry about this because of last week, well not last week, the weekends before um, incident with yep. the Welsh game. Yeah. I know you're not too happy, so uh, this is your chance. No swearing. Okay. The thing is, right? If you say you're going to go for goal, you're like you're expected to go for goal. You can't just say that you are and then not. Also, like you can't the. Granted, the knock-on, that wasn't a knock-on. It came off his uh, his leg, but most refs would have given it. I like, mean, it went off the back. Have... It went off the back of his leg, leg and went yeah. backwards. So no matter what, if any ref had given that, it would be the controversial. Mate, yeah, that was not a knock-on. It, yeah, I know it's not a knock-on, but if you have a look at other games, like in the World Cup, I believe, in round one, I've forgotten who was playing, but there was something precisely like that which he got pinged up for and it was controversial going the other way so no matter how the ref plays it it's going to be controversial okay yeah but i guess what we can say is we can say because you've got to admit it was not a knock-on as an england fan you're saying it that, was not a knock-on that was not a, to me that was not a knock-on yeah so what we, what we can say is there is we can be thankful that the tmo officials and the linesman and the referee have the and yeah. the game has developed so much that we can now see those issues and we're rubbing them out. Yeah, we've got this bigger issue of... Sorry, and, and by the way, if you guys didn't know what Connor was talking about earlier, um, Dan Bigger uh, put some, told the ref he was going for posts. He uh, made, a, made it noted and then did a chip, took it fast, chipped it over to... Who was it to? Um, one of their wings, I don't know. I was, was, I was too busy. Was it North Strike? I think so. I was too busy swearing to notice, to be fair. I'm not even going to lie. But, yeah, so that's what they're talk- what he's talking about there and why he's very upset, and I do agree. It was not right. But that second try, all day, every day. But that more momentum off of that, you've got the mm-hmm. front foot. So, I know seven points wouldn't have saved England, but it's still the momentum which comes from that yeah, as well. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But also another major point with that uh, with that try was the ref told, said time off, and told Farrell mm. go talk to his team. Did not give Farrell any awareness of time going back on. He's meant to na- announce it to say time on, and yeah. let the team set. He didn't do any of that, so that was that was a big big fault for the French ref there, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. While we're on the French, um, on the French, while we're on the on the Welsh, 
though, it's all about one player, right, who you and me both agree as opposing teams, who definitely is one of the best players in this tournament and has has the potential to be one of the best players in rugby yeah. in, in his later career, not not soon, <laughs> in his later career. Mm-hmm. We're talking Lewis Reese Z- Zamit. Yeah, I think so. So, to me, what he is, what Lewis is, is he is the future of rugby. Like you have yeah. a look at current players. Let's say, for example, Sexton, Farrell, and him. Well, let's look more at his position. So he's a right winger. Yeah. So we've right got wing, yeah, yeah, we've got so you, May Daly. These are all players who have played. That obviously they yeah. might not play as their main ones. Um, for our teams, and then I've got I've got Earls, Andrew Conway. Uh, the new new guy for Ireland, uh, Hugo mm-hmm. Keenan, I believe it is. We've got also Jacob Stockdale's back in the team for this weekend. Go on to that later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if we're looking at that, it, you can see he's got the most potential of any of these new players. Yeah. These new, um, so we've got Ireland's got two new players playing for them, mm-hmm. um, on the in those positions. But um, out of anyone who we've saw recently join, that remember how uh, when Stockdale had his first yeah. Six Nations we were like this kid is the future of rugby and I can't lie I love Stockdale but not much has really came from for him you know he's uh, not he's, matured as he should have yeah as we'd hoped he has matured yeah. he's, he's he's done some amazing stuff but, but he, he hasn't he, quite hit yeah. the ceiling yet he's I mean yeah he, I feel like he's got a lot further to go mm-hmm. and I feel like things have just slowed down quite a bit for him um, yeah because Ireland's been rebuilding, but um, and he's been rebuilding as a player. He's been like most of last season for Ulster. He's been playing fullback, and then he did do that for Ireland as well, and he did an all right job because yeah. Ireland need a new fullback. Um, Rob Carney, he's retiring, and he? he's a, he's yeah, he's an he's old man now. He's a uh, over in uh, Australia, isn't he? I believe so. Playing yeah. Super Rugby. Yeah. I don't know for what club. I believe but, it's. Yeah. I think it might be the Hurricanes. I thought it was the Blues. Ah, it's one of the two. We're not here for Southern <laughs> Hemisphere. We're here for our Northern at the moment. The better so, hemisphere. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the world rugby rankings, but uh, we'll be on that later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, and um, next up, it's talking about France and their hot streak. You, you're taking over here because I haven't been really into the French games, and you're telling me about their hot streak, and you're loving them right now. So, hit me. To me. France is like they're very young, very hungry. You have a look; they are just like packed with raw talent. Yeah, and yeah. they've definitely got the a fly half who has got an eye for the gap. He knows where the gap mm-hmm. is. He also he's always scanning the backfield because when you watch him play, he's always looking to see whether he can kick, who's on, etc. To me. He is one of the best distributors. He knows who he wants to give the ball to, when he wants to give them, and like what sort of thing to do. And he will drop out of the line if he feels like he's not needed. Like for example, when they're on the goal line, he won't stand in the line because they're just going to go crash ball. He will step out of it unless he is needed for the play to then direct the players. So for me, he is the face of France and. France as a whole, just young, beautiful team. Who versus France, which was one of the most. When we, when I'm about to use the word controversial, 
con- controversial again, but not in the not in the same sense as Wales this this year. But um, talking how no one saw it coming, biggest underdog win in a long time that rugby has had of this young French team that everyone's like England's gonna bat them out of the park. You know, they're just yeah. they've had an amazing season. England had they've been doing great, and they're ju- they're just gonna be like boom to France, and France just they went no. Yeah. France just went no, and we're gonna see those two teams come up against each other again this Saturday. What are your predictions yeah. for that game? I think it's gonna be tight. It's gonna come down to three points, whichever way it is. I have no idea, but it's gonna be a tight game. I can I'm, t- I can I'm, I'm definitely very watching much that one. Yeah. I haven't been watching I'm, many of the French games, but I can tell you I'll be watching that one. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to be at work, but I'm definitely going to watch it afterwards. Only, ta- only time I'll be supporting France. Oh, <laughs> watching them be you guys, hopefully. But no, it's going to be like you did in the quarterfinals? Yeah, we're not, we, don't, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> sure, whatever you say. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's, that's going to be a hell of a game, and I seriously think it's going to be in France's favour. I think England are going to be hungry for it, but as we saw in the Six Nations this year, even when under, Engl- even when England are hungry, they're not hungry. Under um, under the current <laughs> sorry, under Eddie Jones, right? England, I think, have not lost two games on the trot in the Six Nations. I heard that in the commentary a couple of weeks ago. I'm not quite sure, but I think they haven't lost two games on the trot in the Six Nations. Hmm. Maybe. But I reckon, if anyone can, it's the French. Have or at least this French team which has, we're seeing right now. Has right? Uh, England released their team yet for this game? Because I, I'm not. I'm thinking, think are they going to have Ford at um, fly half, or who they're going to have? Because if we're looking at a match up here uh, with with this I'm going to say is the Pont I believe his name is pronounced I'm not too sure I could be wrong for the French mm-hmm. matchup wise Ford Ford and the Pont that's going to be a good matchup for the fly halves yeah. um, but if Farrell is there the Pont's got him yeah I'm Farrell say is at the club level Farrell is a brilliant 10 however in internationals I think he slots better into the centres you know, he is a centre I I, I've said this before. I've said it many times, and he's definitely he's definitely relaxed over the years. But Farrell, yeah. I don't believe he should be England's captain because I think he's a bit too much of a hothead. Or at least when he was first given a captaincy, mm-hmm. he was too much of a hothead. But then, if you look that. at England when he was given the captaincy, the previous captain, this isn't coming from an England fan, mm. was absolutely terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah. Who was that the then? The hooker. Yeah, I've forgotten his name. He's that. He's that bad. Um, he's not, he's I'm, I'm thinking the previous captain was that Chris the flanker. Nah, I think I think there was. Do you know who I'm on about? Previous England captain. Give it a quick search now. But yeah, was he that? He was that bad, and Farrell was a major improvement, is what you're saying to me. Yeah. So at the time they had no one except Farrell, but now they've got. I mean, yeah. Like the one thing I can I can say, he's 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 developed as a player In, and as yeah. a captain. Mm-hmm. But for me, 
he's still a bit too much of a hothead. He's brilliant as a player because he's got a hothead, but talking to refs, which is a big part of being a captain, you saw it over the weekend, he does not have that ability. Yeah, he's like, he, he was good at one point, and then he all, like, as mm-hmm. soon as the ref did that one thing, it's like, in that situation, you've got to be, look, because we're taught, you and me were taught this from our first day of training, you play to the ref. Yeah, 100%. And refs can be dicks and they can do whatever they like. And at the end of the day, you got to play to that ref because if you talk back to him and say, well, that's out of... You, you talk politely. Yeah. And then if something bad happens, so, because you don't want to get yourself sent off, you don't have your team penalised anymore. Mm-hmm. So And that's one thing Farrell needs to get through to his head and I'm sure his dad will happily tell him that over um, Easter dinner, you know. <laughs> as a former England player and Ireland's head coach I'm sure Andy will give him a good good stern talking to yeah and Andy probably won't get past the calls either but we don't talk about that um, so if you didn't know why he keeps bringing quarters up uh, that's just because Ireland have never made it past the quarter final in the, six, um, in the World Cup but uh, we've we've got France coming up. France World Cup coming up soon. Um, I, I'm still on top of France. France, uh, yeah, that's coming up soon, and I'm very excited for that. With the France World Cup, I've got three teams which I personally would like to keep my eyes on. France because they're young, they're hungry, and they're hosting, so they've got an extra point to prove. One thing I'm afraid of. What? They're gonna do. They're gonna pull in 2015 England. Get kicked out in the group stages. <laughs> yeah, but the. It, this isn't 2015 England, this is 2020 France, or not no. 2021 France. 2023, but isn't it? 2023, sorry, I don't do maths. But mm. yeah, looking at the current France which we have, they won't. They have too much raw talent to do that. Another couple of teams who I'm keeping an eye on is Japan, because Definitely. they want they are still for me they're a tier one nation but for other people they're not mm. and I think they, they've got to prove this point away from home in France that they can hang with the big boys Yeah, that's a big thing I mean, again, then, again we can we'll jump back to that tier tier one tier two sh- nations stuff uh, mm-hmm. in a bit but mm. France are definitely on a hot streak Yeah, it's going to be very exciting to watch them in their World Cup um, I feel they're going to pull a Japan you know Impress everyone, do amazing things, uh, pull pull off stunts that we weren't expecting. Yeah. But I feel then, unfortunately, we're going to be seeing them let us down. Japan yeah. never let us down. Japan kept our heads high, but France are meant to be a better team, and um, I feel like they will be a bit of a letdown in the sense of how high our hopes are going to be for them. But yeah. they've got they've got time. They've got time. They've got time to age and mature a bit. So yeah. <laughs> You've also got um, tier two teams such as Russia, America, and a couple of others who I enjoy to watch because they know that they aren't going to go that far, so they throw everything at it, if that makes sense. Mm. Because they know they're not going to make it to the knockouts, so they're just going to fucking throw everything at groups. Mm. Or at least that's how they did it last year. Yeah. So... We've discussed how we got the France and England game this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. We've talk, talked about Wales's last game and their controversy. 
and actually they're con- everything that's been happening for Wales in the last in the last uh, their last three games have been a bit meh, you know. Uh, yeah. Only on the line. They how how they beat how they beat Ireland. They had, I'd say they had two extra men. They had the ref as well as uh, an extra player, but <laughs> yeah, they had Wayne Barnes on their side. But I'm not even going to argue that I am a hundred percent agree with you. There. Because because I I, I I I do not argue for one minute that was a red card for Ireland. That was a hundred percent a red card for Ireland. Even if it that there was no circumstances to say. Okay, we can let it slide with a yellow, because of how it happened. Okay, fair enough. You can say he'd already committed to it, but nah, it was a hundred percent going to be a red card. However, how are you going to say ten minutes later, Welsh player does the exact same thing, ten times worse, off the ball, and to his neck and head, right, and then injure himself? Have to go off a HIA, which clearly makes it obvious what happened to him. How is that not a red card? That's my only issue with that. And I, then Scotland, and, they, and then they just about won still. Wales just about won. They only just won with an extra man. And so that's my point of, they do not deserve this Six Nations win if they get it. No, they do not. They do not have the talent and bigger teams like your New Zealand's, Australia... South Africa in the World Cup when it comes around will sh- will put them in their spot. They exactly. Will show if, them if it was this that Welsh, they are just a whipping boy. Exactly. So if it was this Welsh team playing in 2019 when they made it to uh, when they made it to what what they made it to semis. Yeah, they made it to semis. semis. They would not have made it out of the group stage. They would not have survived the group stage at all. No way. They they aren't good enough. They aren't talented enough. They are not a good team. But. I've got high hopes that they're going to get their act sorted. Because I do like to see Wales play. They are a great team. They are a great team mm-hmm. in general. This Six Nations haven't been seeing it. But they typically are. And they are coming up against Italy this weekend. Am I right? It is Italy. Yeah, you, usually that would be seen as like a bit of a rest week. But Italy have been getting on their game recently. I've been watching... And they have been on point exactly. as of late. You, you know it. I was saying this to you earlier before we started recording. Italy this season, I'm in love with them. I'm thinking, God, damn, I'm going to put a bet on Italy to beat Wales. I put a bet on them to beat England as well. And you know something? They gave England a run for their money in both halves. Yeah, they did. And what something did. we've everyone has anyone who has ever watched rugby and any analyzer, no matter what, uh, if you're just a club boys rugby player or if you're an ex-pro or a coach or whatever, I've always said, Italy can't hack a second half. But I tell you, no. this year, they're bloody well doing it, aren't they? They're, sh- they're coming in, yeah. they're fighting hard, maybe they're going a bit too hard, a bit too fast, and that is why. You did see they're still burnt out a bit in the last last 20 couple minutes of minutes. their last couple of yeah. games against England and Ireland. And But what I can say with those, with those games, it's like you still saw majority of every player on that team fighting to get that last yeah, try. Yeah, 100%. And that is You've something that's like... I've, I've, ne- I've saw Italy with determination, but I've not saw them with this sort of determination. This sort of drive. 100%. Something like they've set a fire beneath them. Like, someone's yeah. really just got in them, and boom. 
So I'd love, I'd love, honestly, God, I would love if Italy beat Wales this weekend and end the chances of a Grand Slam. And it's like, I hate to say it, but if if, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get your Grand Slam taken away from you, you want it to be either Ireland or England taking it away England. from you. If you if you're at least Scotland, if, anything if, below Scotland is just yeah. If you if you're a French team, if it's France, if it's Wales, and if it's Scotland. If someone, if one of those teams went, which team do you want to take away the Grand Slam from you? Hundred percent, you're saying England or Ireland. You want one of them to take away because yeah. they are, they are of this season. They have not been, but after like previous, like it won't be that bad if it's one of them teams. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and if Italy takes it from you, you're never going to hear the end of it. But at the same time. I, I won't shut up because I've got Welsh friends. I won't shut up to them about it, but I won't shut up to them about it because I'm 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 not I've got no relations to Italy, but I bloody well love them no. and I want to see them yeah. do well. Ev- everyone is the exact same. So I'd love to see Italy Italy's win again, like, as long as it's not against Italy's my team. like the Japan of the Six Nations, oh, as in big underdog you, this year. This yeah, year, typically, typically they're not, and obviously they've been losing a fair bit, but. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Obviously, they haven't won a game, but they bloody well have worked hard, and it is they unreal. I can't. I, ju- I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they do this weekend because, honest to God, what the current Welsh team has not been playing well, and they've been winning by luck, and it's. Um, I can't. I can't yeah. lie. It's sort of embarrassing for them. Hopefully, they pull their act together and we see a good team this game, this Saturday. Um, or is it Sunday? I'm not too sure. But um, hopefully, we see a good team come out there. But I can only say the exact same thing for Italy because even if Italy play a good team, we're going to see the exact same. Because you saw it in the Ireland game; they fucking worked, and yeah. and Ireland have been all right this year. They had, they had a rough, rocky start yeah. with that Welsh game. They've been all right this year, and but then that Welsh game, like all the other Welsh games this year, has not been without its controversy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there wasn't much controversy for the um, Scotland game. However, with the Scotland game, what I can say is there was obviously there was a card, there was a few cards, but there were the right calls. Scotland needed yeah. to get their discipline in that. In, in order um however they still they still barely won and that was my point yeah. it's like it, wales still barely won that game and they had extra men for majority of it mm-hmm. so you know yeah, you, you can't you, you can't, don't have an excuse for that exactly you can't like, have an excuse for that you, you, you even had a ref doing the game correctly like yeah. and you still barely what like fair enough okay um so one thing Connor has not shut up about to me is how much he currently hates the world rugby rankings because Correct. of how unfair they are. As of right now, our top 10 teams stand as South Africa, current world champions. You haven't played a game this year. Yeah. Haven't Cur- played a game since the start of COVID. Then New Zealand. Oh, hold up. Didn't they not play in the uh, rugby championship? The Southern Hemisphere Rugby South Championship. South Africa pulled. Did South pull? Africa pulled. I do. They pulled. First time South African would ever pull. Anyway. 
then New Zealand. <laughs> then we have our underdogs of the Six Nations, France, who are ranked third and are coming up against England this and weekend, who are ranked, ranked who are ranked fourth. England are ranked fourth, so that's going to be a good matchup. Then we have Wales ranked fifth. Personally, don't agree with it because a lot of their points are coming from wins that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, 100% uh, Wales aren't good. Then we have Australia in sixth, Ireland <coughs> in seventh, Scotland in eighth, ninth is Argentina, and then one of Connor's favourites, Japan in tenth. But the final Six Nations team, Italy, is ranked 15th currently. And you know something, someone's all. There's always this, this season. There's been a lot of. Do Italy deserve to still be in the Six Nations? No. But yes. Expand. It's, no, because if you're losing every game, yes, they are putting up a fight, but they're not like. Say for example, Italy versus uh, say Ireland, for example. Mm-hmm. I I can already predict the outcome, and I'm like ninety something percent sure that that will happen, right? Yeah. So you shouldn't have a team which is that weak playing against top ten opponents when they are fifteenth. Okay. It's well. Are you going to tell me then? Are you saying we have the relegation system? Or do we just cut it back, we go back to the five nations, we say Italy, go back to that, to essentially the FIFA Six Nations B, mm-hmm. play that for a few years, see how you're doing, and we welcome you back in, if you're good enough. Or do we say, back to the five nations and we see where everything goes, or do we go, relegation, right, you go into there, winner of that will join the Six Nations next year. Loser of the Six Nations will drop back down into B. I can't because with that, if you do go for relegation, there's one team who is realistically going to win Six Nations B. And then when... Georgia. Georgia, correct. Who are Georgia currently 12th. So they actually are ranked when, higher than yeah. Italy. But then when Georgia come up and Italy goes down... yeah. It's just going to be them two on a continuous loop, just mm. falling back and forth and trading positions. Yeah. But still, I would love to see Georgia get the opportunity Definitely. to play England, well, to play France heard, every year. If they're going to do this, if they're going to say Italy can't play every year, I do have this. I do have this one. Uh, I do have heard this one proposal, and I thought this was the only one that made sense to me, which really worked. So. It stays as the Six Nations, right? But the yep. Six Nation will potentially change every year, but only potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. The winner of Six Nations B yep. plays against Italy, or plays mm-hmm. against or the, the lowest-ranking <laughs> team in the Six Nations. I do apologise. There I am, big enough Italy constantly, and then I just go, I just make the assumption they're going to be the bottom-ranked team. No, but... At the current moment, we can say with comfortability... It would be Italy. It would be Italy, more than likely, unless, yeah. unless they pull something yeah. out of the bag in the, ne- in the next next two games. I mean, even then, they have to have a lot of luck to not be bottom, but... They I, need bonus point wins both yeah, times. Yeah, they need two bonus point and wins, need, and they need 
Um, I think it's, I think they need Scotland or Ireland to yeah to go down to to Bad. lose to lose a game or two. Um, yeah. So, well, that's actually impossible for them both to lose. <laughs> it's very easy for one of them to lose a game because they're both playing in the final two games. But um, either way, uh, so. That the winner of the Six Nations B plays against the lowest ranked team in the main Six Nations the of the last few, and that team will then go into the main Six Nations. Yeah, agree. But that's what I think. If you're gonna do something like that, I think that should be it. But at the same time, I don't think you should. So I see Italy going far in the next couple of years, and yeah, it, by that by that argument, you'd say well, then Italy won't ever go down they down, will play in the yeah. six but I'm not saying Italy should ever go down I'm not well I'm not saying any team should ever go down to that six, six nations the other one what I'm saying is the winner of that always plays the lowest ranked team of the pre- has the opportunity to come up yeah they always get they the opportunity work. but that means uh, Italy has the reason to fight to, for their Position, position or the lowest yeah. ranked team so we're talking <coughs> this year it will be Italy who's lost and it will be they will yeah. for next year's Six Nations number six spot mm-hmm. it will be Italy versus Georgia and like really I don't know what would happen in that game I think that would be a very good game to watch yeah. and that's the thing it's an extra game it's an extra game for all these rugby fans and it will yeah. be a hell of a game to watch and one thing we yeah. we, we always want to see is we want to see more rugby and we also want to see rugby with a purpose because the Six Nations, if you haven't got like the top two spots by this time, what's the fucking point of turning up? Whereas if you're going, yeah, mate, you're going to get relegated. You have a game, you've got to fucking fight for your position. Exactly. Then you've got to work your ass off to stay there. Yeah, that's you've the only reason why I could possibly agree with it. But the only way I could say that is if those teams but then you could say oh wait what if I guess you could argue with that what if the lowest ranked team is Georgia then obviously you, you play them against the the lowest the, of the five teams the, yeah. the lowest of the other five um, and so number the fifth place position they will play and the Oh, actually, no, you wouldn't. You play them probably against Italy again because Italy weren't in the tournament. Well, I don't know what I'm going on about. <laughs> so, yeah, and one thing you were really, really pissed off about was how England beat New Zealand in 2019. Yeah. And yet the rankings still had New Zealand as second with England not. Right, not so enough points time, represented it. At, at the time... England was on a roll. They absolutely handed New Zealand their ass. We can agree on that at least, can't we? Yes. I'll give you that. I'll give New you that. Ze- which then left New Zealand knocked out and fighting for a third place like medal. They were fighting for third in the Rugby World Cup, which is to announce the best team in rugby. And yet, at the end of it, they were the second best team in rugby despite losing to England a week before in the semi-finals. Mm. I don't know how that works. 
Yeah, I do agree with that because there's definitely elements. It's like you think back to 2018 um, when Ireland played New Zealand, and uh, at the end yeah. of it, turn around and they say that was a battle between position number one and position number two. One lost. Therefore, one is not the, the best. best one is now ranked yeah. number two. So Ireland yeah. should have been ranked number one. However, there was still like about five points in New Zealand's benefit. Yeah. It's a bit like if um, in boxing, world ranking one plays world ranking two, world ranking two one, but it's still world ranking two. Yeah, and it made no. You know what I'm it's like what I didn't get was it was like, well, how are these? How how is their points? done because it's like Ireland in 2018 got Grand Slam right is there do they, they won the Six Nations with a Grand Slam so there should be extra mm -hmm. points for that then they also that meant they won a Triple Crown so there should be extra points for that awarded to them through through this and then there's uh, is there another one no they only they only take part in the Triple Crown don't they yeah well, no, so. there's the is there the Celtic Cup as well still? I, I don't know if that still happens. I'm not quite sure. Because it was originally the Celtic Cup, weren't it? I'm, I might be wrong yeah. about that. I, I, I get confused with what the, the inner tournaments within a tournament. Still, like, yeah. still get my head around I that. I know you got like the Calcutta Cup and all of that. Yeah, Calcutta Cup is England versus Scotland. Triple Crown yeah. is beating... Is beating... The other three home nations, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember where I was getting the Celtic. They were discussing bringing the Celtic Cup back as a, as a club. There's now the Celtic Club, isn't it? The Celtic Cup between clubs of the. Um, oh, yeah. Isn't there? There's the Cal I'm sure that's a thing now. Um, yeah, I think I know what you're about now. Good, yeah. So is, what? Well, yeah. So as we as we were saying, with with that, it's like, and then obviously you the the southern hemisphere teams get a lot more game time in their season. Yeah, but it's like the in the southern hemisphere, if you go to like New Zealand or Australia, their like nash like their club games aren't as well attended they aren't as supportive as what ours are like if you go to new zealand you say what like team do you support they'll say all blacks you come over here and say what team do you support they'll say saracens leicester you have people saying ulster leinster yeah you'll be because we have we we have the Euro european championship the european cup challenge we have the pro the Four teams, championship and then we have the a fever championship which is actually which mm. you could say is English, but it's not. It's because uh, we have some teams outside. Yeah, you of have England, Wales in it, don't you? You have the Welsh teams in it. Unfortunately, do you have, do you have Scot the Scottish do. Scottish teams don't take part in that, do they? No, they have their own thing. I think. Yeah, I think that I think Scottish teams are like um, Irish teams because obviously we've only got uh, Ireland. We've only got the four provinces playing. You've got um, yeah, uh, Leinster, Munster, Connacht, and Ulster, and they we play in Europe. And we play in um, Pro 14s. Went from ahead there. Which, actually, <laughs> top four teams in the two conferences, conferences A and B, two teams are in conference A, were 
oh damn it i'm gonna get these confused now so it was munster were top then it was connaught and then in b it was leinster and then ulster oh you've probably got the two conferences confused but they were definitely in the rankings so that means pro 14 final 29th of march i believe it is it might might not be <laughs> i believe it's the 29th of march will I, be I don't really keep up with the pro 14 sure oh it's going to be a hell of a game though it's going to be leinster versus munster which a lot of people could have told you it's going to be but still going to be an exciting game to watch because yeah. because honestly god because these two teams make up um I Ireland's international squad essentially with leftovers yeah. like you know <laughs> with um yeah with the Swansea Normans uh, speaking about like club teams did you see that very smart play I don't know who called it but um England when they were playing Wales um what's his face uh kick return right you could hear one of the players shouting someone's name saying hang it on him because they played for the same club and he knows he's not good at getting under high balls. See, I, I don't like that. What? See, that's the only reason why. You know, you know, only thing that I really agree with in the sense of, um, you know how if an, Engl- if an Irish player uh, mm-hmm. plays, to get picked for an Irish team, an Irish um, international cap, yeah. you have to play for you an Irish team. You have to play team. in Ireland. Yeah. Now and that's what that's why someone like Simon Zebo, he he will never get picked for international rugby again now, because he moved to Rathlin, and um, you know like from Munster moved to Rathlin and obviously they haven't got a wage cap and it's like you've got to be in the county in the provinces to play. I don't like how then in England I get it. There's only what Cardiff Blues. Then there's who else is there for um. There's the dragons, yeah. scarlet. The scarlet. You don't like the fact that they can play outside of the club. They, yeah, ha, the country, they, they but it's only England. They can play. They can play in England and Scotland, and I think they, yeah. I think they technically they're allowed to play in Ireland as well. But you wouldn't really have that. Um, but why do you want to go to Ireland? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, be, I believe they can play in, in the four home nations. Yeah. But that's what I just I don't agree with because then you have that chance to use stuff you know from club of playing with people instead of having it so you know it from playing against them because it, ma- it makes lazy it players. It makes lazy players. It in makes sense. it makes lazy players, but it makes more entertaining plays. True. True. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if, say, for example, you came up against someone you play, like, club with, uh, and you know he can't tackle with his left shoulder, you're going to run for his left shoulder. True. But then there's also the question of, well, that's a lazy play because you know it because of that. But instead of, Mm -hmm. why why don't you know that because you study? Why doesn't anyone else know that? Because they've looked up on this player. They've watched his game. They've watched how he plays. That's what I mean by making a lazy player. People are going to be depending then, on, and they're going to be depending on this one player who you know. Because look, look at this. You look at a lot of the Welsh players will play mm-hmm. with uh, with English players, and I'm talking the mm-hmm. international teams here. So with that matchup last last week, well, 
week before last, it's like you've got you've got people who are there like well, each of us at least plays with one of them. Yeah. You know, like we will definitely have at least we'll have like at least we'll have at least five of their main players who we, we have played with in time and we'll know yeah. stuff about them. So let me teach you everything about that. You know, yeah, instead of but then on the other hand, like well I see it. I understand what you're trying to say, but on the other hand, teams, both club and country, would try their hardest to mask what their like players are bad at. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if a player's bad at getting under high balls, you wouldn't put him in the backfield. If a player can't pass, you wouldn't put him in fly half or scrum half. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you do see it. You do see it. Who play, players who have been typically struggling with their high balls. And they are fullbacks or wingers, and you do see it. You don't yeah. see them in international playing it then, but you see it because you know, you you just see it in their games like they have not had a good season beneath the ball. Yeah. And you look at some scrum offs who haven't like, for example, um, Gibson Park, Ireland's secondary choice for scrum off. I don't know why the hell he yeah. is secondary choice for scrum off. If they're thinking we get some youth, some um, some young players some experience no put McGrath in McGrath's doing fine why isn't he playing as that second choice McGrath is one of the best options in my opinion to put in scrum half for that Irish team and I get I get I get why I get why for fly half they're trying out Billy Burns I get that oh mm-hmm. Cooney why haven't they got Cooney Cooney's getting old now I get it okay but he's still a better scrum half than Gibson Park but my point Oh, that uh, the little man, the uh, the dwarf, the actual leprechaun who was playing for Ireland last week, Craigie. You you're describing the entire team, mate. No, I'm not. <laughs> Half. They're all leprechauns. Yeah, I I was we were watching we were watching the lineup and all my family was like, Tom, who's that one? He's tiny. And I go, he's actually <laughs> six foot. It's just the rest of them are massive. <laughs> so I'd, yeah, I'd love know. I'd love Craigie to stand next to Devon Tono because I'm I don't know if you know this story. <laughs> Years ago, um, the Ireland squad went to uh, Alton Towers. Devon, Devon, to- Devon Toner weren't allowed on the load on, on most of the rides because he was too tall. <laughs> he's si- he's six. I think I think he's almost. I think he's six. Oh, Devon Toner. Hi. Yeah, he's six ten. Right, Craig. My whole family were turning around to me, Tom. There's still hope for you. There's still hope for you, because this short, <laughs> this short player playing. Uh, it's like Tom, you're in for a chance, man. Craig Casey, that's it, and. It, he um oh he was 1999 he was born so Craig Casey let's search his height this is a this is a great part of the uh of the podcast isn't it talking about rugby players heights Right, who do you think the um, if it was putting together a Lions team, right? Who, who would you put as captain? Because this thing of great debate. Mm. 
Lion's Captain. Thing is, it would be a captain from an already existing captain. Mm, I. I don't think I they're going to choose a new captain. They're going to choose someone with experience who was captained before. I would pick, if, I, if it was me, I would do the same for England. I want to see Marutoji as captain for at least England. Because yeah. he, in my opinion, is the best player, the best all-rounded player that England has. Mm. In my personal opinion. You can have your George Ford best 10 in the world in my opinion Owen Farrell centres alright you can have whoever Maratoje is the best jumper he can lift rucks and score from jackling tackling carrying passing he can do it losing connection here oh shit I can hear you but okay I've got you back um yeah, I do agree with you. He's brilliant, and I think he should be an he should be a potential England captain. Uh, to go back to the other point, um, yeah, so he's five foot four, Craig Casey. I've still I've yeah. still got a chance. I've still got a chance, bro. I've still got a chance. <laughs> five seven, still got a chance, bro. The only thing is, he's he's not that ugly, right? <laughs> yeah, um, but England, uh, wait. Lions captain. I want it to be a forward. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Ty, um, Ty Furlong. Islander, you... Island prop. Fair enough. Or someone who would deserve it, but I think they're a bit too young. Two of them. Um, two other Irish players who I think would des- they deserve the opportunity to captain in future years. Ty Burney. And yeah, I agree with you there. And uh, oh, uh, Josh Van der Yeah. Uh, he's a, he is a great player. He is a great player, and it's undeniable. He's a great player, but the way. For me, the way how he plays is he plays a bit too like a kid in a candy store almost. He's a bit too happy to. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I don't actually. Clarify. <laughs> Clarify that for me. He's a bit too happy. I'm sorry, he's enjoying the sport, but he's playing at professional well, international I mean, like, level. He's, he's like. He's a bit too happy to. He's the opposite cool. to Farrell, is what you're telling me. Because you know how I think Farrell's a hothead? He's a bit of a... Yeah. Well, the opposite to a hothead would be an airhead. He, but he's, he's not an airhead. He's a very intelligent player. He plays the game no, well. No, I'm but... not saying he's not intelligent. I'm saying he seems like the sort of player who... The big part to me for a captain is the ability to talk to the ref. So, right? okay, let's say this then. So, I don't think he let's has say, that ability. Let's say the next captain, because Sexton will retire in the next, mm-hmm. in the next two years, maybe three years. So let's say I, he, I'm giving him a year max. Well, he's got a contract for another year, but he wants to be playing in, yeah. in the World Cup. So <laughs> let's say two years, three years at max. I'm gonna say I think he might That's get another renewal. Um, but let's say this then. You he plays. He's still captain, lead, potential leader of Ireland's pack. I think for let's say the next the next captain is another back. 
potential leader of Ireland's pack um, could be Josh van der Flick. Because he can lead Agreed. the pack and he's in a position where he could lead the pack. And he's, he's, mm-hmm. de- he's, a, he's a flanker, isn't he? He could play eight. He yeah. has the ability to play eight as well. Which, a best position to play eight would... Uh, best position to lead the pack is potentially at eight. So I'd say flanker. Because with eight, you're in a scrum. You're directly at the back. Whereas True. flanker, you can almost scan. Yeah. I mean, definitely not a... Not, definitely not a... Uh, someone in the middle. I guess... Yeah, but you could have your hooker as a captain, but you wouldn't be the leader of the pack at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, agreed. Yeah. But um, I say I think that concludes our first podcast. I think I would agree with that, that is us all talked out on rugby for this week. Um, so we've got the games this weekend. We're gonna watch them, analyze them. You'll be watching the highlights or replays, Connor, because you'll probably be working. I'll watch them live. Yeah. I will not drink too much so I can make notes and uh, <laughs> hope you're Come set. back to me and say that on Monday, mate. <laughs> say that on Monday. <laughs> on Monday when we're having our discussion of what we're going to talk about, our meeting. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, <laughs> writing our script and notes. <laughs> I mean, you'd be writing it, I just... Yeah, I'm going to say, we should <laughs> probably write it because if you... D- we have just been freeballing this whole thing. We had about 20 minutes of writing a couple of notes. And our notes literally read podcast chat, Six Nations weekend, Welsh controversy, France hot streak, Italy team, what makes a tier one nation, which we never actually spoke about, but we are running out of time. Do you want to talk about that now? Okay, we run out of time. We're running out of time, so I think, I think we'll put that in the notes for next week. <laughs> Good. Guarantee we'll miss it again. And we'll, be, we'll put it in the notes for next week. <laughs> um, so that is literally all we've had to go off, and I think we've made it last a fair bit. So, agreed. Okay then. Uh, thank you for Sweet. listening. Yeah,